When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stanley on the North Bank podcast from Wales Online. Uh, my name is Matt Davis and today I'm joined by Swansea City writer Andrew Gwillem and Chief Football Writer Chris Wallen. Um, we're just coming into the afternoon. Afternoon chaps. <laughs> afternoon, mate. Okay. Afternoon. <laughs> so a much, uh, a much more cheery pod this week, hopefully. Um, makes a change, a, a, a better result to talk about and a much better performance. Um, Gwill, come to you first. Yeah, and what a difference a win makes, you know, I think um, there was far more energy and a more positive approach to that performance on Saturday, you know, it wasn't you know, not perfect by any means, and Swansea will face tougher examinations than that, which had just feared off with them at the weekend, but you know, it was good to see a side play with a bit of purpose, you know, desire to dictate play in their own patch, um, you know, a couple of nervy moments, but, you know, a good solid win, and that gives them a base from which to try and build some momentum, you know, over the next few weeks, and they've got a couple of home games coming up against Leicester and Brighton, uh, either side of that trip to Arsenal, and it, it, it you know just lifts the mood, and you know there's a sense that that was a really good step in the right direction. Does that ring true with you, Wat? Oh, absolutely. Um, God knows what I would have done myself if uh, Swansea would have lost after the week we had with Wales. I don't think I could have coped with this sort of uh, <laughs> impending crisis and doom and gloom after. Uh, and World Cup dreams ended as well. Uh, yeah, it was it was vital. I don't buy that it was must win. You know, must win are the situations where you get, uh, as we saw at the end of last season, uh, where you know your room for error is completely cut away. But in terms of uh, the narrative that was going to be set if Swansea had lost that game, or more so in the, in the manner in which they played. I think uh, that would have caused real, real problems, not just for Swansea, but for Clement. And um, just looking at him on the side of the pitch, gave you every, uh, as I wrote on, on Sunday, I gave you everything you needed to know about that he saw it that way as well. Um, it was like an episode of Kirby Enthusiasm at, at one point, <laughs> the way he was, um, you know, tearing his hair out on the sidelines. Um, he threw everything at it. You know, he, he, I liked the fact that he um, admitted or, or revealed after the game that, you know, he, he, as soon as the West Ham game finished, he decided that this was the system he's going to go with. Um, of course, but when that happens, you know, he, he can't win really, can he? If that if that works, it's it's done well. If it fails, it's um, well, he's chopping and changing his side. He's not sure which way to go. And again, that's all about the narrative that he would have had to have dealt with. And you did feel almost that if that wasn't going to work, you know, he might have been saying to himself, well, what else now can I do? So to see it rewarded with, you know, a fairly comfortable showing. It wasn't faultless by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, Swansea were in second gear, second half after they got the second goal. Um, and they kept Huddersfield at arm's length, who I have to say I was a bit disappointed with. Um, in time will tell just you know how important that win is in terms of the points, you know, whether Huddersfield end up being a, 
a relegation rival with Swansea end up being in that position. Um, but in this context alone, in this little period, I think it was absolutely huge. I think that it shows that more can be done with this side, as we were perhaps optimistically saying just a few weeks back. Yeah, I think the, I think the, like the York Notes version of this was that they were they weren't great, but they were they were better. I mean, they as you said, they 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 were comfortable. They cruised in the second half. Um, has he finally sort of found that balance between defence, offence? Do you think? Well, um, well, I mean, on the evidence of Saturday, there was far, shoot, so, there yeah. was there was far more of a balance. Absolutely, you know, there's, you can't. Uh, and you can't deny that that balance had been lacking for much of the season to date. Um, you know, whether to say he's finally found it or not, you know, it's probably it's probably a bit early to say on the back of one performance. But you know, that was much more like it. That is much more what we have been used to seeing Swansea do on their own patch. Um, and in some ways, it was quite reminiscent of how they played under Clement during the second half of last season at home, where they were very assured in front of their own fans during that closing run. Um, you know, I think bringing the wingers back or bringing some natural width back high up the field was was a real positive. You know, Luciano Narsing, that was only his fourth Premier League start. And, uh, you know, again, he, he will face better opponents than Scott Malone, without doubt. But he made the most of that opportunity. I thought he looked lively and I thought he really added something to that performance. Um, you know, as did Jordan Ayew coming from the other side. So, more definitely better in terms of the balance. Um, but I think you know we we need to see moving forward where we go next. I mean, you know another home game on the weekend, and it's a real opportunity for Swansea to build a bit of momentum. You know it's been a bit of a an up and down yeah. season so far. You know to be they've got a real good building base from the weekend. You know to try and make some steps in the right direction. What? Yeah, it was. Look, you'll never find the solution because different questions will be asked. Yeah. So the next side that will play Swansea. Uh, Leicester will be more wary that that's the way they could play and, and look to look to counter that Leicester um, you know, a very different side of Huddersfield so you know you can never find the answer otherwise you know you win the, you win the title win the Champions League you, it's always a work in progress but I think Swansea sort of looked at themselves more than the opponent which is something that, is, that people have been crying out for a little bit Um you know, a lot, yes, the wingers came back and it did provide those extra runners, that extra bit of spark, um, an extra option for the midfield to find. But um, it wasn't just them creating width because it actually brought the full-backs in more. You know, Narsing's role in the second goal is him cutting inside. And just because they're winners doesn't mean that, um, that it's going to be necessarily all about width. It's just about that extra attacking dynamism um, I thought, you know, the selection looked good. Um, you know, you'll have decisions to make now with uh, the likes of Renato Sanchez, works at Boney, possibly Key, or kind of back in the equation. Um, but I, I, if, if I was to have a choice, I'd say, you know, you need to stick with this system now and try and get players familiar with it again, you know, get the understanding back again, get the sort of instinctiveness back again. And the other thing I, I was impressed with on Saturday is that uh, the high press really worked. Uh, a real intensity. It wasn't just the system, it was the fact that there was an urgency there, a tempo Britain set. A lot of that, you know, in the way that you so often does. But that 
that really helped, you know, make sure that the play was fast. It wasn't laborious. It wasn't ponderous in the ball and, waiting, and allowing the opponent to get into position. So there's a lot of pluses for me, a lot of things still to work on. Um, but I think that was a huge step in the right direction. And let's not forget, on top of building blocks that were in place in the earlier weeks of the season, I know there was disappointment and frustration and, and um, you know, some very negative results. But there were signs in those games that, you know, it wasn't complete disaster by any stretch. That, you know, the defence was still holding firm, that there was better organisation again, that individuals like Ferry Fernandez have stepped up. It all needs to come together now, and, and Saturday was the biggest sign that at least it's going forward again. Yeah, I mean, in terms of balance, I mean, it's worth saying, you know, as I think Wada's alluding to there, that, you know, they're not necessarily going to play that system at Arsenal, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, you know, they, where. You know, Clemmer knows that that sort of five-three-two system has proved very effective away from home. You know, against the likes of Tottenham. So you know, th- there's nothing wrong with him going back to that when he thinks it's you know it's the right time to do it and the situation suits it. But um, you know, certainly at home, that ba- you know that balance looked uh, looked far better. And as Chris says, you know, you'd like to think that you'd see a, see the same side or if not a very similar setup against Leicester on Saturday. Yeah. Um. Moving on to Tammy Abraham, um, a brace from the youngster. He was, he was in the right place at the right time, but he, you know they still both had to be put away. Um, do you think he's been Swansea's standout player so far, Wads? No, Fernandez by country man. I think Fernandez has been absolutely outstanding. It's quite remarkable, given that this time a year ago it was an absolute disaster zone, and. Um, you know, people were, were when there was talk of interest in January. People would have been quite willing for the club to accept a reasonable fee. I think Fernandez's improvement under Clement has been quite uh, astonishing. He looks a leader. He's really stepped up. Um, you know, although they didn't have a great deal to deal with on on Saturday, what he did was was excellent. Um, for me, he's the player of the season so far. Um, that's not you know. Um, saying that Abram hasn't been very good I thought Saturday was his best performance but I think there's a lot more to come from it um, I think I mentioned early on in the season that there was some sort of fascination for getting Abraham's arrival as something to be excited about because he didn't pay any money for it um, so you know, but that's a you know, complete irrelevance he's adding something to the side I think he showed a more all-rounded game on Saturday but there were times in the first half where he needed to hold the ball up better uh, and Clement was um, screaming him at, at, to do so at one point, but, but he is a twenty-year-old kid that is improving with every outing, and I don't think there was any doubt that he's going to get goals um, and different types of goals at that. He's an absolute natural-born finisher. Uh, the way he followed up that always well, delightful finish from AU, but needed that extra touch was was a, you know a real raw quality that. Um, that, you know, some people just don't possess, and, and Abraham definitely does, and that's why he'll easily be in double figures this season. Um, he's, you know, he's scoring goals, and um, and that is difficult to take out the side, uh, especially you know, Bowen's always going to take a bit of time to get up and running. So um, you know, he he's adding something that they decided didn't have before in terms of the all round striker, and probably better suited in many ways to this. You know, the, the 4 2 3 one or variation on it with the wingers that Swansea is well, so accustomed to seeing Swansea with and what Swansea went with on Saturday. 
Yeah, yeah go on, go. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Wilde's point on Fernandez. by the way. I think he has been the standard performer so far this season. But just to go on Abraham, I think the thing that's just so noticeable about him, and as it was at Bristol City where he scored a lot of goals last season, he's just got such an instinct for being in the right place to score goals. You know, I think of the, the goal against Watford and, and the chance that he had cleared from that bony knockdown. And again, Saturday, you watch him, you know, when that loose pass is played out by Lossell, he immediately sort of sniffs where he's got to be. You can just you just see when you look at watch it back, you know. And the same with AU, just following in, just knowing that he needed needed to be there, defender could have cleared it. You know, and that's a, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, that's a that's a priceless commodity to have, you know. And four and eight you know, four and eight in the Premier League, that's a more than healthy return, you know, if he keeps that up over the season, you know, you're gonna be looking at someone scoring, you know, maybe fifteen goals or more, which is you know, if you consider that you know Fernando Llorente was Swansea's top scorer with 15 last season, that'd be, you know, that'd be an you know an incredible return, really. And you know, there is more to come in his all-round game. I thought he led that high press really well on the weekend. You know, you can see from the kickoff, you know, real purpose and desire to put the two centre halves under pressure. You know, a number of times Huddersfield tried to play out from the back and continually had to go back to the keeper because that front three with Tom Carroll getting in there to augment it. You know, they just couldn't get out of there. They're having to go back all the time. So, you know, he's he's getting there, but you know, that that ability to just sniff out a goal, priceless. Well, you know, he's he's only twenty, but he seems to have a has taken on board a quite a, a senior responsibility in the, in the, in this team. I mean, he's he's mature beyond his years, isn't he? I think. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, you know, I think. You know, coming through the the ranks of Chelsea, you know, you're you're prepared for, you know, to try and achieve great things in your career, aren't you? So I mean, I you know, I, I think he believes he belongs at this level, and and so far, there's nothing to suggest that he doesn't. You know, he's a he's a confident kid. There's no doubt about that. Um, and he he's working hard. I think he realizes that he's not the finished article yet. Um, but you know, if you if you're old enough, you're good enough. And yeah. so far, he's been good enough. And you know, I think one of the interesting things about the weekend, you know, to win like that without Sanchez and without Boney, um, well, and without Lucas as well. You think they were the three big arrivals at the end of that transfer window. Um, you know, I think the weekend laid down a little bit of a marker for those three. You know, it's, you know, it's not easy. You know, you don't want to really change a winning side, and you know, there's, um, you know, there's a standard that's been set that, you know, they're going to have to get to now if they want to be back in that team and playing regularly. Yeah. I don't know about you. I, I was quite um, frustrated with um, Swansea's set pieces at the, the weekend, especially from from corners. Uh, I know, obviously, we've talked about Gilfie's absence, and you know we can go on about that till the till the cows come home. Um, in fairness to, to Tom Carroll, he put in two very dangerous free kicks, didn't he, in the uh, uh, first half? Is it a case of working with with Carroll, um, or is it a case of perhaps? Moving on, maybe looking at giving someone else to go with set set pieces. What what do you, what do you think, uh, Baz? And there's no one that stands out, is there? That um, that can they can whip ball as we've seen Carroll do. No one is going to match it. You know, forget that. But also bear in mind uh, that there's no Juventus this year. Uh, and you just talked about Abraham um, and how he brings more to the table than Juventus. But you know, quite simply, he's not as good as Nier as Juventus. So that um, 
and yeah, Alfie Mawson's done well from set piece, attacking set pieces. Uh, Fernandez, oh, has he got one goal, maybe two, I think, um, in, in his in his hundred games for Swansea. So he's not exactly prolific in that regard. So it, you know, it's it, it's not all on Tom Tom Carroll's shoulders, but some of the, the, the delivery of the set pieces wasn't good enough on Saturday. Um, but you know, who else is there that you go? Well, obviously he should be the next to. Uh, to have a go, I, I I don't know. It's just that I think he's the man with the, um, the instructions at the moment, and uh, they've got to persevere. Right? And, but it's got to be accepted that Swansea aren't going to be the same kind of threat because you know Sigurdsson, um was so good in that in that area. Um, it, it means Swansea have to be more clinical when they when they got open possession. Um, and it, I'm a little frustrated that, that you know you can't make more set pieces, but um, you know it's there's no easy answer apart from Carroll having to get better and 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 perhaps get more. I don't know. It's difficult to say. But the, 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 the crowd almost sort of resigned in many times when, when the set pieces going in and groaning straight away. Uh, and right, okay, there might be an expectation that you should be able to beat the first man. But um, but his confidence isn't going to get any better with it. So it's it's down to Carroll to keep on keep on working. You know, unless someone else is in there in training that we can't see is is delivering better balls. But you know, Narsing, not seen a lot of him, but he hasn't. I can't, I can't remember him taking any set pieces to, to say that he should be. You know, if Dyer comes in, he's never taken set pieces. You know, could Olsen do something? I, I don't know. Norton, you'd say no. No. Brits bless him. He definitely say no. Um, so you know, there's, there's not exactly a, a huge list of alternatives that could uh, that could do something with it. Mm. Um, good to see Keen Dyer back. Yeah. Weekend. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I thought he played pretty well when he came on. To be fair to him, um, you know, he's someone that whenever during the course of this season we've spoken about key players. And Clermont would always say, you know, they were missing, obviously, Laurenti and Sigurdsson from last season. But then the third person he would name would be Key, which, you know, I think a lot of supporters would probably be a bit surprised, you know, to, to think that Key would be that highly regarded. You know, I think there's been a sense that he's been pretty inconsistent at best in the last couple of seasons. And, and when you consider how good he was that year under Gary Monk when he finished eighth, I don't think he's ever really threatened to hit those heights again. But he's clearly someone Clement puts a lot of a lot of store in, a lot of faith in, and you know that was at least an encouraging outing for his first appearance of the season on the weekend. And you'd have to say, you know, Leroy Fair didn't maybe have the greatest game. Um, you know, he can be quite frustrating. It could be could be room for a change maybe in that part of the midfield moving forward. You know, for Nathan Dyer, you know, I mean, eight months out, a really nasty injury. You know, um, we interviewed him, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, and you know, it just sounded like such an arduous process to get himself anywhere near being fit. You know, I mean, just different boots and casts and wearing wedges in your shoes, and you know, not not being able to kick a ball about the back garden with his two little boys. You know, so um, you know, he's been through the he's been through the mill a bit over the last few years, Nathan. So you know, nice to see him back, and you know. He, You'd hope that um, you know maybe a chance to revive his Swansea career, which you know is he, he's found himself on the periphery a bit over the last couple of years. But yeah, I think good good to see them both back and their you know their additional options for Paul Clement. Yeah, I was going to say I think 
Dyer's got, I wouldn't say a final chance, but it's it's uh, another chance to, to, to show that he's not just got a future at Swansea because he obviously got one of those longer contracts, but he's got a future that matters at Swansea, you know, in terms of making an impact in the first team. And, um, you know, he looked on his way under Gary Monk. Um, that they clearly weren't happy with what he was bringing not just, you know, to the side. Um, didn't all right. He had a great time at Leicester in terms of getting a league winners medal, but he didn't play a lot. Um, and then you know, just when he might have got going under Paul Clement, he had quite a, that nasty injury and quite innocuously caused, wasn't it? It was. You know, I don't think anyone was in contact with him. Mm. Um, so he's hopefully that spell out has really um, lit a fire in him to make the most uh, of the opportunities in front of him now and you have to say something similar goes for Key um, yeah we know what he can do I, I've been a big fan of his when he's at his best but I've also been uh, very frustrated in him he just wanted to take a game by the scruff of the neck like his skills suggest that he's able to now we saw it in that season under Monk but that's you know three years ago now and he can't keep on waiting for a player to do that. He showed signs in the end of that run, at uh, the end of last season in that run, when he was a sort of unsung hero in that, in that spell of wins. And um, there's a lovely move on Saturday where he you know, he drove with the ball, which is something that he can do and add something to, to that midfield. I know, I know it's not as if Swansea need more midfield options in the centre of the park, but they are variations on team. They can all do something a little bit different and he can bring that ball out a little bit more and, and, and turn uh, possession into something a bit more meaningful. Now, I thought Fair was disappointing. I think, it's, you know, one thing I give him credit for compared to earlier in his 22 years that his effort levels are much better, that he doesn't give up on things too easily that like he's so annoyingly do in the past. But um, I thought that he wasn't... No, yeah, I don't think he was good enough in that position on Saturday. It wasn't a number 10. It was um, withdrawn from that, slightly different type of role. And um, I don't think that's necessarily a, a, a bad thing, given the players that Swan he's got. Um, but I think, you know, he could well be an option um, for that, as could Renato Sanchez. So, um, you know, hopefully that bit of competition doesn't turn into uh, a sort of a revolving door, but but it turns into something that can bring more out of each of them. Um, I want to talk, Wiles, about um, Rocky Messer. Hmm. Um, was it involved in the match day squad um, against Huddersfield? Um, what, what do you think is, is, is going on with him at the moment? Well, we've asked the questions sort of privately and publicly, and there's no conspiracy theory we're told um, I think there's a couple of things at play here one is that it's all too worryingly familiar to what happened with Borja Baston last year where it was oh he's got a slight injury or he's not quite ready uh, and then it was just well he's not good enough uh, and worry that you know the same is going to happen with Rocky Mesa. Um, the other thing is, is that players can be, become brilliant players overnight when they're not playing. When you're losing games and someone's out of the side, suddenly bringing them in 
is the answer, and the manager not including them is why the side is losing, and you should be paying for it if it doesn't go to plan. Now, let's be let's be fair. I, from what I see from Rockinessa playing in La Liga, um, I thought he was perfect for Swansea. I thought he looked an excellent addition, and I voted so at the time. Um, but let's be frank, he's done nothing in a Swansea shirt to say that well he should definitely be playing. He's looked good in glimpses. There, there's been patches where you thought, oh, yes, I, he is some player and he could really add something. But it's not as if he's been playing superbly well that we suddenly go, well, what is Clement doing not picking him? You know, ultimately, um, Leon Britton has already put a foot long since coming back into the side. That's the position you'd imagine Nessa would, would, would play. So, you know, d- does he justify a place? in the side or on the bench and you know Clement suggested about when they get the balance of bench to the box um, like I said I don't know whether there is an issue with Meta um, Paul Clement said at the time that he was very much involved in his signing so you know obviously that's a conspiracy theory that he's not a player that he wanted um, but you know he, Clement was happy to to, to I'll say take credit, but to say yes, he's someone that we have to identify, and I, I'm very happy to have in the team. So sometimes it's just the fact that they're not training well, or they're not suited to what they're doing, or they're not in form. Um, and you know, some, if that's what people are telling you, that's what he's got to take for face value sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's Paul Clever's decision. You know, he gets he gets he gets paid the money. He's the boss. These are the decisions that you know. Managers live and die by. Um, you know, I, I personally felt that in the second half against Watford, I thought we sh- we saw some really good signs of what Messi can bring to that Swansea side. Obviously, tempered by the fact that you know he made a really big error right at the end there, which cost us you know cost the side yeah. a point and led to a defeat. And <clears throat> even against United, where he grew into the game well, you know there was a big error. Early on, which if I memory serves me right, you know I think set Lukaku in on goal, and obviously you know you you don't want to see those mistakes, you know. And but I I still think he's got a role to play. We're only eight games into the season. There is you know there is time. I, I would like to have seen more of him myself. I have to say, um, and I think one of the things that, that supporters feel, and I understand and agree with this to a large extent, is that you know they see an eleven million pound signing. And you know they've been told that you know he needs to adapt, he needs to adjust, and he needs to be given time to work his way up to it. Whereas obviously then Ronaldo Sanchez, I know a bigger name and a bigger coup as a signing, but you know steps off a flight and is in the side forty eight hours later, and keeps his place over three weeks. You know, and I think that that to me those two things don't quite tally up. You know, you're not you're not treating two players the same there in my opinion. Um, but as well said, you know I don't I don't think we've seen enough of him. But at the same time, when we've seen him, have we seen enough yet to say that he's a he's a definitive starter in that side? I'm not quite I, sure. I, I'm not quite sure we have, but I, I would, you know, I certainly think I would have liked to have seen more of him, regardless of that. You know, I, you know, if he needs game time, sitting out with the match day squad is not going to yeah, not going to give it to him. Either, is it? No. I, I like him, and I I'd like to see him involved, but he wasn't the he wasn't the. the the golden ticket to victory on Saturday. Playing him wasn't the thing that I was looking for on the team sheet. I was looking for the system. And and I think, given the sort of crisis, inverted commas, 
that Swansea were in and the need of the, of the, of the win. Um, I think changing the system was far more important and if that meant that it would be a little bit more solid in the midfield, then so be it. Hopefully, and I think that Moss Mercer has suffered with the need for Swansea to find their way in this sort of new look, Swansea. Hopefully, once they find their feet, once they start sort of having that greater understanding and, and, a, and a, an instinctive way of, of playing in, in those roles, that, that's when Mercer can come in and flourish. You know, it's a lot easier to come in and find your way in a settled side, in a side that's got confidence, that is on the front foot, and you can say the same for Renato Sanchez. I think, you know, it does take time for new players to come in, whoever they are. You know, Alfie Mawson, I don't think, might have played once, if at all. I don't know, actually, he hadn't. Did Alfie Mawson make his debut against Watford, which is Bradley's first home game? Yeah, yeah, right right. That, well, that wasn't... That, that wasn't a year ago. I think the, the, the year ago it was Bradley's first game against Arsenal. So, you know, and then Mawson, sooner rather than later, got up and running and is now automatic pick. It does take time in some circumstances. It's not always instant successes. Um, so hopefully, and, you know, Messer, Klukas, uh, Sanchez, Boney as well, um, they will all find it easier when Swansea are up and running and, and hopefully... Saturday was the first step towards that. Um, Nar to keep his place. Think it when Leicester arrive this weekend. I would. Yeah. I feel I, I felt sorry for Nar at times. I mean, they've hardly played with winners. They signed it. They signed a winner and hardly played with, with winners ever since. Um, and winners, you know, talk about playing way into the team. Winners are notoriously. Um, the, the type that need a run of games and confidence going um, again he needs to improve um, Clement did, did allude to it and, and it was evident watching it is that his, um, he was blowing out of his uh, backside uh, <laughs> earlier than most but that comes from you know, I think that's his only fourth league start since signing for PSV um, but I'd, I'd like to, to see him continue. Um, I think we'll ask questions of Leicester, and, um, and, and you know, essentially, let's be honest: if they're going to play with winners, there's not a lot of options. <laughs> and you know, AU isn't a natural winger, but you know that doesn't—that's that, not a bad thing because obviously you can be inverted winners, you can you know, can drift inside. You know, Pablo Hernandez played the role for, for Swansea mm. in the drop mm. in the system that everyone likes to refer back to he wasn't a natural winner by any stretch of imagination um, but I think if you're going to do that you need one who is going to be stayward um, and, and you'd say Daniel wouldn't be ready for a start so if they're going to go with him I think you have to start with Arsene yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I thought that I thought Saturday was actually really big a really big outing for him you know that just his fourth Premier League start as Chris said they've not played with the system that he's been a natural fit into Really, since Clement arrived, and I just feel that if you know if Saturday had gone a different way for him, you know wh- where would his role have been further down the line? You know, it was a it was a rare opportunity he really had to take, and not you know again not faultless, not perfect, but for the most part, he showed enough to suggest he deserves to keep his place in that side. You know, he's the, he he offers Swansea something a little bit different. You know, he has got genuine pace in behind. You know, so that that sort of run as Ward said. You know, coming from a wide position. In field, you know, defenders aren't going to want to have to track someone moving at that sort of pace. 
He offers a real threat. You know, the quality of the final ball and things like that hopefully will come with a little bit more game time and more match sharpness. But, you know, I, I don't think he could have done a whole lot more than what he did on the weekend. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely keep him in the side this, for this I weekend. I think, you know, playing, going back to the, the, the thing about the winners, I thought he saw more of Norton and Olsen. Yeah. Um, I've been, you know, particularly disappointed with Olsen this season by, his, by what, compared to what he did last year. I don't think he looked fit enough at the start. Um, and all of a sudden, the, the player that was bombing down the wing and, and yeah, putting in yeah. balls of his own was nowhere to be seen. And, you know, it wasn't at West Ham, people kept on going on about width. So there's width to West Ham. It's just when they got it wide, what they did with it was absolutely shocking. What you saw what you saw against Huddersfield is the fact that the fullbacks didn't stop going forward, yeah. but they got involved more, and it, the onus wasn't completely on them. Yeah. So, you know, your law of averages is better, isn't it? You know what I mean? If you don't even rely on them for one ball in every three from a wide position... Well, the whole attack isn't going to be based on what a fullback is providing, and and you know not necessarily natural wing backs at that. So, Norton, I thought did well uh, you know, going forward as well. Got involved well with Narsing, and I think that you know getting an understanding. But I think how important the relationship between Rangel and Dyer used mm. to be yeah. um, under Rogers going up and in the first year of the Premier League. You know how much um, uh, Davis did in that first season under Loudrup, how important he was to that system. I think having the wingers isn't just about what they do to uh, provide to the team themselves, it's what they bring out of others. So same same team then? No changes? Uh, pretty much, I'd say. Um, you know, I don't, don't think he's ready to start. I'd be interested to see what Sanchez could do in the Royce's position on Saturday. Um, but, you know, he has to be firing on, 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 on uh, in training in the build-up to it. But um, I wouldn't necessarily go ripping anything up. I mean, the backfire pretty much picks itself, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I see no reason why you, you remove Britain and Carroll, you know, less, you know, but you, know, you have to understand that Brits being the age he is, isn't going to be able to play every single week. There are going to be you know, back spasms or calf twinges that are going to stop him. But, you know, all being well, I don't see any reason why you don't move that. And Carroll was another one who really stepped up on Saturday, I thought. I thought he was particularly poor against West, West Ham and, and I thought he was very good against Huddersfield. Um, I said, you know, stick with the wingers. Wouldn't drop Abraham. So the only one I'd be tempted is, is perhaps Sanchez in that in that non-number 10 role yeah yeah. I'd, 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 we can stop talking about number 10 <laughs> no, <laughs> it's I'd, become like an obsession we never used to have it it's, it's the Latin American thing it's brought in by the hipsters oh calm down now <laughs> I've seen you I've seen you drinking craft beer mate don't you, don't you, don't you try yeah. and pull the wool there um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree um, I'd agree with most of that you know, I think may, the, the one change you might consider maybe is someone in place of fair uh, um, but otherwise, you know, look, I know it's a cliche not to change a win inside, but that was better. It was a step in the right direction. There's no reason not to send yeah. the same the same thing out again on Saturday and give give that, that confidence a chance to build a bit further and players to become more comfortable in that system. And um, yeah, you know, fingers crossed, you'll be you know back to back wins in the Premier League. Uh, 
you know, obviously the, the you know it's a great uh, great thing to be able to put together and you can see the difference one win has made to the table for Swansea it'd be fantastic if they could follow it up with another on the weekend yeah well, we said all this man we've missed the obvious reason what, what changed on Saturday it was Paul Clemens' lucky suit <laughs> he, he, he wore a, a lighter colour suit for the first time he ditched the sort of uh, dark uh, uh, funeral suit and went for a lighter one and I was thinking God this game is so important he's even gone for like you know cod psychology that they might see a brighter image on the touchline <laughs> that lifts, lifts the mood and I thought well perhaps I'll, I, I won't ask him that but um It'll be interesting to see whether he, whether he sticks with it on Saturday. He is a dapper man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see him wearing a gilet in a technical area, I'll tell you. <laughs> Bring back the gilet. Right, um, probably a, a decent place to wrap up. Um, just a quick mention. Um, thanks for all the, all the positive feedback we've had, really. It's been, it's been, it's been great. Um, so the guy messaged me saying that you listened to the pod in the bath. Um, <laughs> thanks very much in the... And ne- never contact me again. Um, <laughs> right, a bit of housekeeping, then a, a regular reminder that you can get all the latest Swans news on Wales Online, Twitter at Swansea City Live, and Facebook, which is Swansea City Wales Online. Right, thanks, Jed. Cheers, Matt. Thanks, Thank you very much. And what you don't know, Matt, is that I'm in the bar. Oh, that's a great place to stop. <laughs> <sighs> Cheers. Cheers.